0: Welcome to the Rufus Chambers Podcast. Our objective is very simple, to provide you with practical biblical teaching and dialogue that you can apply to your everyday life.
1: We appreciate you tuning in, and our hope is that you will receive something that will empower, encourage, and educate you today. Let's dive into today's discussion. So let me introduce to you and present to some um, my big sister, uh, Denise Smith. Denise, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here on Connecting Conversations. Thank you, thank you again for being with us tonight.
0: Thank you. I almost like startled myself when you said big sister. I had to remember <laughs> <laughs> that I am the oldest,
1: but look. <laughs> you don't look the oldest, but but I'm just trying to give some honor up in here where honor is due. So So let me not get in trouble. Amen. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's how
0: this conversation is about to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you were clowning me about my gray hair earlier, so I so I guess that did start a you You're looking at this gray saying, brother, please. But <laughs> but but anyway, anyway, l- l- let me tell you who Denise Smith is. You know, I have known Denise um For a number, a number of years, I remember specifically when my oldest daughter was an infant. So my daughter's turning 17 in a few years. I remember specifically being at a watch night service with Denise and her lovely husband, Lonnie, and Lonnie was holding my daughter. And it's a story that my family always kind of, thinks about. So we have some years together and I've had the privilege of working and working, and I'm using the word working, specifically working in ministry Mm -hmm. um, with Denise. I've seen Denise sing on the praise team. I've seen Denise work the altar. I've seen uh, Denise intercede and pray. I've seen Denise be uh, an executive. I've seen Denise um, be an event an event planner. I've seen Denise be a mother, a wife, an auntie, a big sister. I've seen Denise wear so, so many hats. And, you know, Denise is an amazing, amazing woman. And I'm so excited to have her tonight. Um, I'm going to also read your bio. Oh, so, so we so we can have some 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 decency in an order. Denise Smith is an operations manager for a major healthcare provider in Northern California, the owner of Excellent Events, Wedding and Event Planning, a full service wedding and event planning company, the founder of Women Warring United, a movement in God and Wives Who War, an online group of wives that is safe, transparent, and supportive. Denise believes in the power of prayer and has made it her mission to engage, equip, encourage, and empower wives to believe in the power of prayer. As well, she knows that as a wife, God has called her to her to be her husband's helper and to aid and assist to be his strong defender and warrior in the physical and spiritual battles of life. Can I send you an offering just off of the uh, off of the bio? Denise lives with her husband, Lonnie, in Antioch. Together, they have six sons and five grandchildren. In addition to being a strong defender and warrior, she enjoys worshiping through song, working out, traveling, and spending time with her family. So show some love for our very own Denise show us some love in the comments y'all come on let's let's light the comments up
0: (laughs) thank you so much again Uh for having me I'm excited to be here
1: we are excited to have you and you know Denise just to kind of set a little context and I'm not trying to be deep but Mm -hmm. in the midst of In the month of August, Mm -hmm. when I was having these series of conversations about into the hearts of men, it was confirmed that really I should I should reach out to you Mm. so that you could provide a different perspective that can really tag team and coincide what the men were sharing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I reached out, praise God you accepted. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I feel like there's going to be a very weighty and rich conversation. So I'm going to invite you, Denise, to be your full self. Full Are you sure? self. <laughs> full self. Okay. You ain't okay. got a whole none back up in here. You okay. say it's a safe place. This is a safe place. Amen. Amen. And you know, as I was preparing to interview you, a couple things that I was thinking about. I was thinking about the state of the family. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about us coming out of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about the pressure that is on families Mm. and, 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 again, I, I, and then I'm thinking about you and your ministry, your calling, you know, how God has just catapulted you into this space. So can you share with us a little bit about what is wives who wore and how it was birthed? Can you, can you just kind of start there? Sure.
0: Um, again, thank you um for allowing me to be here on tonight. Um, wives Who Wore was birthed in February of 2016. And it was birthed from hearing stories from my sister wives, uh continuously talking about the fact that they didn't have a safe place. They're in the midst of these trials. They're in the midst of these struggles. Um, they're they're being bombarded with all of these things. And I don't have a safe place to share. Is there somebody that's willing to cover me and not expose me while I'm going through? Um, and literally, don't ask me where the word wives who wore came from. And I, it had to come from God because it wasn't me. But I remember driving down the street and I remember God saying wives who war. And when you think about the word war, war could mean a whole bunch of things. Right. But when you think about it from a spiritual perspective, the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, um, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. So this to me was a spiritual war. Wives who war in the spirit not in the, in the natural. Um, so it was birthed from that place and it was birthed online on a Wednesday, um, in the month of February in the year of 2016. And it was birthed as a place for prayer. I remember as we were starting, I would list out every husband that was connected to the wives who wore, and we would literally call their names out in prayer. And we would literally bombard heaven for an hour on the behalf of our husbands. Um, And here we are five years later at a very serious turning point, um, but still very much necessary
1: Amen. 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 No, thank, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, Jamila and I have, have watched, you know, we have watched the beginning. We've talked in our living room, you know, about the ministry. And, you know, I've, I've jokingly, you know, called you Bishop, you know, because, I mean, you know, you know me, I, I love nicknames, but at the same time, I believe that you've tapped into something that's unique that's needed and I'll say I believe that's countercultural of the church okay can you tell me and you said 2016 can you tell me was was wives who wore was it birth within the confines of the four walls of the church or was it birthed in your prayer room? I want to understand a little bit about the context of where you were at and what you were going through. And you know, when this thing was, was birthed.
0: So again, I was literally driving in my car. And so it was birthed outside of the four walls. Um It was a, uh, it was something that was burning on the inside of me. How can I help my sister wives feel safe, feel supported, be encouraged, be empowered, and be enabled to fight the good fight within their own marriages? Um having been married, for the second time, my husband Lonnie and I have been married for 17 years, but I was previously married, and in that I didn't understand my role as a wife as it related to kingdom mm. and uh and, and natural, right? And earthly. Um, it wasn't until I married Lonnie that I understood. Um, that things had to be different than what they were initially. Let mm-hmm. me just start there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we got married in two thousand and four and almost immediately experienced major turbulence in our marriage. Um, to the point of we were ready to cave in, throw in the towel, give up and quit. We had been to marital counseling and all of these things. And I remember Lonnie saying to me, we got to go back to counseling. And I remember telling him, I am not going back. We are either Mm -hmm. going to make this work or we're going to have to give up. Um, And we had been searching for answers and literally Um, God had been preparing me already. Prior to marriage, he had me reading things like The Power of a Praying Wife uh, by Stormy O. Martin, right? And I was like, God, why are you having me read these books? Little did I know that it was going to be a part of the fuel that I was going to need to get me through the turbulence that we were experiencing in our marriage. It wasn't until one day I heard God say, Lonnie is not going to hurt your sons because most of our disagreements were around my three sons that were living with us. Coming from a place of being a single mother, um, his voice sounded very different than my voice. Mm. And I was on pins and needles about how he was speaking. So I construed right to my sons. And I remember hearing God say, he's not going to hurt them. He's going Mm -hmm. to grow them into men. And I think it was at that point, Rufus, that literally I, 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 my, my relationship with God took a different um, path. I knew God, but I didn't know God. Wow. Very different for me. I had to know him for myself. I could no longer depend on everybody else's prayers. I couldn't depend on you and Jamila. I couldn't depend on Tim and Daisha. I couldn't depend on their prayers. I needed to get to a place where I could solely depend on God myself. And I remember getting on my knees and, and finding myself in this place of prostration before the Lord and asking him to do something new on the inside of me. And I know for that at that moment that God was saying to me, you've got to become a wife who wars in the spirit. Mm -hmm. You can no longer fight the battles in the natural because it's not getting you anywhere. You didn't create Lonnie. I created him. And because I created him, you got to give him back to me. You got to begin to pray for him and not about him.
1: Have mercy. Have mercy. Sister, you are dropping gems and, and and jewels. I feel like I could ask you so many questions right now, but I think you could help somebody out right now. And I'm going to speak as a nosy husband, right? Mm-hmm. One thing I know about you is you are phenomenally strong. Okay? Mm-hmm. You... You can, I mean, you can go toe-to-toe. <laughs> I, I don't with care best. how yeah, with the <laughs> best. I don't care how tall, I don't care how wide, how loud, how quiet, you can go head up, okay? And when you take that strength into the context of marriage, right? That's gotta be a challenge. Can you speak to some strong women? who are listening now, who who struggle with that. You know what I'm saying? Cause sometimes I listen to the I listen to the husbands that say, <laughs> I, I you know what I'm saying? Can, can you speak to the strong women? Listen,
0: that thing is, it's a daily for me. Because the strong woman doesn't disappear.
1: Come on. It's who I am. Right? It's the
0: fabric of who I am. And many times when we go into marriages, we automatically lose our identity.
1: Mm.
0: Denise didn't lose her identity. However, I needed to figure out a balance between the strong woman that took care of four sons in her own place had her own job right was taking care of her own stuff how do you then bring that into a marriage with an amazingly strong husband who raised two strong sons himself, right? And our languages are different. We're speaking English, but I'm telling you, somebody was speaking uh, Chinese and the other one was speaking Japanese and we did not understand each other for a really long time. I'm talking three years probably, mm. where, the, where it seems like we were fighting every other weekend about something minute and it was because we couldn't understand each other's language Wow! and it was well did you get the divorce papers I mean like really and I'm like no and he did you get them and I'm like no did you get so literally it was a tug of war that was Ooh. happening between us until we could figure out how to balance what it is God had brought together um So to those strong women, I'm not telling you to lay aside your strongness, Mm. but I'm telling you in order for you to have um, a successful marriage, one that is anchored in the Lord, uh, can weather some storms. I'm talking about where you can be his ride or die and he can be your ride or die. You've got to figure out how to balance your strengths So that even in your household, he is yet king, right? Mm -hmm. He is yet still the provider of my home. Lonnie and I have made strides in our marriage. And I know that it is only because of the goodness of God that we are even able to celebrate 17 years, 16 16 years of marriage. Right. I'm just Mm -hmm. because I continue to rise up and fight we wouldn't Mm. be here today. Um, Mm. My older brother is, uh, six years older than me. And he called me one day and said, I don't know who you are,
1: (laughs) Mm. but you are
0: not the same sister (laughs) that you were some years ago. Um, so that said to me, that was growth in me. Um, and literally it is Denise bite your tongue. Um, is it necessary to say? Now, don't get me wrong; things still slip out, and Lonnie will confirm that things still slip out. Right, and, and and at times we still get in that slippery slope. But I'm thankful to God that even in the slippery slope, it's not a week worth of silence like it used to be. <laughs> you know, we passing through the hallway. You know, acting like we don't know each other, the line drawn in the bed, you sleep on your side, I'm going to sleep on my side.
1: Right? Um, <laughs> it's so no. we can
0: literally have a disagreement yeah. and things are okay. Cool. We don't have to hold on to it. And that's nobody but God, Rufus, literally. Mm.
1: Praise God. Praise God. To God be the glory for you being transparent, even in this moment, You know, and using the testimony of your marriage and my big brother Lonnie, y'all, if y'all don't know, that brother is no joke. So we say power couple. These two right here, Lottie and Denise Smith, they just personify strength. But it's so beautiful to see, like you said, this maturation process within the confines of your marriage. Um, let me ask you another question. Why did you feel, because I'm sure there was a temptation to say, you know, women who wore and just kind of go there versus really honing in on wives who wore, was that, was that something you considered or, 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 or not?
0: I don't think I even considered women who wore wives who wore because one, I'm a wife. I understand the fight that it takes to continue to be a wife. And I was hearing stories of, I'm getting ready to divorce because I cannot do this. Um, And having been at the edge, Mm. right? I'm Mm. like, hold on. There is another way. I don't advocate for divorce. If you're in a place where you need safety, I advocate for safety, but God is able to do Mm -hmm. any and everything. I'm like, if he can fix my raggedy marriage, Mm -hmm. he can for sure fix yours, right? So Mm -hmm. wives, because literally as I began and I continue to study and understand the role of a wife, what I didn't realize, Rufus, is the moment I walked down the aisle, God cloaked me with mm-hmm. a prayer mantle. Wow. And, and the That's prayer much. mantle that he gave me is, not, is like none other. It's not like my husband's mother. It's not like my husband's mm-hmm. father. It is not like my husband's sister or his friends, right? I am literally the only helper mm-hmm. God has assigned to my husband, and because of that he's given me the authority mm. and the power to to pray over my husband and to pray for my husband because it's my responsibility to ensure lani becomes everything god has called him to be mm. And literally, that is what it's about as being the helper in that particular place of marriage. Now, right. I, I wasn't a wife before I said I do. I was a mother. I was a daughter. I was an employee. I, I was a business owner. But it, I, and I didn't have that authority. I didn't have that type of power until I walked down the aisle towards him and I became wife, God says, yep. And because you came wife, I'm cloaking you with the power and the authority to cover your husband in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I, literally, it, it, that thing has shifted who I am because now I understand that, God, I can't just pray to you and say, God, you better fix him because you already know what he's doing, right? No, my prayer has got to be, God, in it, you created him in your image, Therefore, he is everything that you've already called him to be continue right to put on the inside of him, the gifts that you've called him to operate in. So it changed my prayer from praying about him to praying for him, which then creates for us the ability to become all that God has called us to be as a couple um, because we're one. We have to be in order to fulfill the mandate of the kingdom.
1: Mm, Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Since you you said something, I believe that we need to pause because Mm -hmm. when you said it, it it hit me hard. You said, I'm a wife. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You said, I'm a wife. You said, I am a wife.
0: I am a wife.
1: And and but when you said it, it it was it was so piercing because I feel like in 2021 that can be unpopular. And and let me let me let me explain what I mean. That you saying your identity mm-hmm is 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 we'll use the word you said cloaked
0: mm-hmm.
1: in being a wife mm-hmm. okay and 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 what you and you and I know we see some people operating in marriage but not cloaked as being husband or being wife like absolutely. they just carry their individual self absolutely into the marriage but has not submitted to being a wife or husband and they haven't received the authority. Mm-hmm. So so can you just share a little bit about, because you said when you started walking towards the aisle, towards Lonnie, you got it. But for some people, they may not get it, right? So, so can you just talk a little bit about what that process looks like with some of the women that you're ministering to?
0: So let me first say this. I didn't realize. Oh, okay. I did not realize that God had cloaked me with a prayer mantle from my husband. It was through my studying and my research that I understood mm. that God had given me a new power in him because of the new identity as wife I had taken on. Um, I knew to pray for her, my husband, right? Right. But in my prayer, in my praying for him, I was praying about him. Um, it wasn't until I understood that my power my power to pray for him was was better received by God the Father when I prayed for him versus about him. Um and let me I actually wrote this down because I felt like it was important for me to say this. Um the fact okay, so here's what here's what I wrote down. I've been cloaked with a mantle of prayer, and that mantle uniquely positions me as a wife for great impact and influence in my marriage and in my home. As a wife, I am the only helper as I stated before, right? And God supernaturally and sovereignly assigned to the good of my husband, it was me. Mm
1: -hmm. Not
0: his mother, not his sister, not his daddy or his brother, me. And because of that, God sovereignly bestowed an incredible and indescribable power on me as his wife, so that I could excel as Lonnie's helper beyond his ordinary. Right, wow. God allowed. God placed His super on my natural for this thing called wife, and because of that, I can I can go into places um, spiritually and begin to combat the enemy before it even attaches itself to my husband because of the power and the authority that God has placed on the inside. I tell wives all the time, it is not the husband that you need to be battling against. You need to ask God to sharpen your discernment. Identify the enemy, right? Because then you'll know what it is you're fighting. Identify it, uh, pray and ask God to give you scriptures on it. Take aim and kill it dead, literally, because it's not the husband. It's the thing that has attached itself to him.
1: Hmm. Sister, I'm taking notes. <laughs> so <laughs> forgive my, my hesitation here. You, you, you class, hey, y'all, class is at session it is a blessing. class is succession. Denise is dropping some heavy, weighty words up in here and my prayer is that her words are rattling some things in your spirit mm-hmm. that you have normalized. Mm. Because at the end of the day, we've normalized division. Mm-hmm. We've normalized having a single mindset mm-hmm. within marriage. We've normalized divorce. We've normalized separation. We've normalized sleeping on the couch or in the guest bedroom or in the kids for extended mm-hmm. period of time. We've normalized all yeah. of this. This is I think again, you're, you've already began to, to shatter. Um, some some burdens. Let, let, let me ask my next question here. You place a heavy emphasis on spiritual warfare, obviously, and everybody listening can 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 hear that it, it it's on you. Can you share about? And you've already began, but can you share about some of the most common hindrances you um, see uh, in seeing wives who war?
0: Yeah. So a lot of what I was initially dealing with is um, addictions, addiction to alcohol, addiction Mm -hmm. to pornography, addiction to, um, pharmakia. That was a lot of it. Unforgiveness plays a huge part in a lot of the hindrances and then not understanding how to become one, Mm -hmm. um, that whole self identity thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to just do me and you just going to do you, um, and and those are some of the major hindrances um, that I was being faced with initially when Wives Who Wore was birthed. And don't get me wrong. We still have some of that. Um, I did a call last night and it is this whole thing of uh, where the husband doesn't understand. uh who he is. And because he doesn't understand who he is, there's this whole self-doubt that you still love me, right? You out seeing somebody else. The devil is a lie. No one has time to be seen with, to to be seen somebody else because who got time to be doing that right now? We got COVID-19 happening, right? Ain't nobody trying to step out. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. It, it's just, we can no longer deal with foolishness because mm. to me, that's really what it is. We say that we love God and we say that we are called and we say that we are, you know, followers of Christ and I've been baptized, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Right. But we act like we don't have any common sense as it relates to what actions then I should be following.
1: Mm. Wow. How that's you
0: saved, true. but you're not delivered. And I get that it's a struggle, but the Bible tells us, right? That we are to be, that we live in the world, but we're not to be of the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: Cedric. We don't have time or capacity for anything or anyone else, period. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. with the T on the end. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So not knowing their roles and the authority in the spirit realm. Um, communication, lack of intimacy, that whole thing, selfishness, fighting over money. Those are some of the Mm. hindrances that we still deal with today.
1: Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Let let me pivot here because I want to because as you're talking, you know, and I just want to be messy for a minute. Right. Because. You know, when I think about church, I think about serving. I think about, you know, just that whole matriculation. You know, you're <laughs> discipled, you're mature you're serving, then you're leading, then you're, you know, this, that, and the other, and then you do a overlay with the family. You know, so, and, and 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 let me even add in another thing: not only serving. But then you could have a husband and a wife that are jockeying for leadership positions at oh. church. They're jockeying for influence with the pastor or the board or the bishop. And then they're also feel like they're called and then they're worried about their own spiritual giftings. How does a marriage hold up underneath all of this, jockeying and power play that may be working against the sanctity of the marriage. Help us understand what does that look like? How do we unweave some of that web that's been woven?
0: So... That was really kind of us, to be honest with you. like we're going to be just transparent and we're going to just uh-oh, pull it all the way down, right? I'm just Let's just go there because uh-oh, 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 having been in ministry, working alongside of my husband, my husband was over five ministries and I was yeah, very yeah, active in church, yeah. singing on the worship team, you know, and planning some of the largest yeah, uh, ministry yeah. events
1: in Northern California. Come on. I still got, your template. I still on, got your template.
0: I'm just saying, right? I still use that thing too. I'm play with it. I'm like, I created that. <laughs> and it, and it, it wasn't that we were jockeying for position, right? But mm-hmm. when you have two very involved yeah. people in ministry, um, I really didn't even have time to jockey for what Lonnie was doing because I was all caught up myself. Mm, um, but it's really difficult to... Um, stay sane mm. in those moments when it's all ministry, all ministry, all mm. ministry. I'm not talking work and play, right? It's all ministry. You're going from sunup to sundown. Um, and then you're almost to this place where you're not even able to be spiritually fed mm. because you're moving all the time. Um, And that was us. Uh, When we hit those rough spots, my husband literally would sit down. Lonnie would be like, I got to sit down. We're not doing well in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And he would sit. I wouldn't sit. Mm -hmm. He would sit. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And real life for us. Right. And uh, so to me, if you're not in tune with what's happening, you being yourself and your wife in tune with what's happening in the midst of your marriage under that kind of pressure, you could easily crack. You -hmm. could easily fall, especially if your leadership doesn't have their eyes open and watching out for the pillars, which Mm -hmm. are the marriages in the ministry to ensure that they are supported, right? Even if you got to, you know, hold me up on one side because I'm leaning. Um, but give me a, give me something to lean on in the midst of the chaos that's taking place in my marriage, because we're working feverishly in the ministry. Um, not being spiritually fed, not being told y'all need to take a vacation, not being told you need to sit down because I see the cracks in your cistern, right? Mm -hmm. All of those Mm -hmm. things. And to me, it wasn't so much. Yes, it is the ministry leader's responsibility, but it also should have been um, some of the elders, some of the ministers, or just some of the people that were around us, you, not you, I'm just saying in general, right? To say, hey, Team Smith, something look a little off to me, right? Um, perhaps you guys need to take a moment um, to cultivate your marriage yeah. so that when you come back, you're revived, you're refreshed, and then you can start again. But um Ministry will work you to the bone
1: um, mm.
0: if you allow
1: it to. If you allow it. If you allow it to. Wow! Now, powerful, powerful. Thank you for sharing, and and I believe that was one of the God sins of 2020 is that God allowed churches to reset and reprioritize. And you know when Jamila and I moved to Los Angeles. That was one of the things that was top on our list is like how can we do ministry, but at the same time, honor our family, honor our health, honor our children and and we obviously you see what we're doing now, so we're you know we're we're not even flirting you know with the boundaries yeah. uh, like we used to, but then I feel like the mega churches on down have now had the opportunity to reset you know to do just what you said is to not overly tax the people. Um, If
0: they had an ear to hear,
1: mm, a heart to receive, and the will
0: to carry it out, because not every ministry pivoted.
1: Wow. Wow. So so, so let's talk about that practically. Like, what do you think, you know, when you survey different churches and, 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 and whatnot, what do you think was a no brainer to for the sake of the families, for the sake of the marriages. What do you think was was something that churches could have done or so that some churches did well and just trying to you know, bring it in a little bit?
0: So I feel like if you're going to have if both individuals, husband and wife, are in ministry, um, most ministries put together a servant calendar.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. How about
0: not having both serve at the same time?
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, that's good. Because that's at least good.
0: somebody is that's able amazing. to receive, right? And then if I receive, I can then feed my spouse what I heard, right? That's good. So being able to serve at opposite uh at different times um mm-hmm. or completely taking them off the calendar One Sunday a month together, so that they can sit and be fed together, or choose to not even come to service on that day.
1: That's good. Where they
0: can sit and spend quality time together. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but that doesn't always happen. Mm. (laughs) That we serve more times together than we than not. You all served more time together than not. Many couples still today are serving more time together than not. Um, and some by choice, don't get me wrong, right? And That's then some good. because they feel like this is what I'm supposed to do.
1: That's good. That's but God good. is not
0: concerned about how much you work in the ministry. Mm. Let's not get that twisted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They spending 12 hours a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Running from pillar to post. Yeah. It, yes, it, it's, you know, it, it's pleasing to God. Yeah. But is it really pleasing to him when your marriage is is, is torn up? When your children have um, had to sleep on the pew because you have decided to be there all day? Yeah. Uh, when you come home and there's no food cooked uh, or because you got to eat out, you know, Sunday after Sunday after yeah. Sunday because you've not taken the time to prepare for home so now you're spending dollars yeah where you could have been applying them someplace else
1: yeah yeah that's good that's good and and let me just lean in here too as, as well you know to some of the pastors you know that are listening I think you know what Denise is saying and I'm in full agreement that as leaders we have to not neglect our job our duty of caring for the sheep and part of that care is, is is being concerned about their well-being. Um, and that may mean that the ministry or the presentation of worship may have to take a hit on some days or some services for the welfare or well being of the individual. You know what I'm saying? And and <laughs> and that's so I'm sorry, but hold
0: on a moment. <laughs> oh Lord. Ministry, the worship ministry or any other ministry shouldn't have to take a hit, right? Because if I'm grooming and raising up somebody else.
1: Well, I mean, but I'm but, just saying. Uh, okay. Yeah, but but well, that, that's idealistic. Okay. Let, let, so, okay. Hey, some some churches, come on now, they may have two people on the praise team. Okay, you're right. Well, we can do tracks. And, and that's fine, but I'm okay. saying if one of the singers may need to sit down, you may yeah. have one trying okay, to okay, see the okay, 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 background. Okay. 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 So praise <laughs> the Lord. So that's what I'm saying. Okay. And, and that's okay. That, that that's yeah. the other thing. I mean, that's one thing, you know, Denise. The beauty of us being in Los Angeles, <laughs> we have gotten in tune with some some folks that are doing some real grassroots ministry and all of that idealistic mm-hmm. mega church stuff that we were blessed to experience in the bay area Absolutely. here we've saw both extremes you know mm-hmm. what i mean but mm-hmm. it's been so refreshing to be reintroduced to what is this thing all about yeah you know yeah, at at yeah. at the end of the day yeah. what is it all about and 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 one other thing um you know, I wanted to just interject, you know, for the folks that are listening, when God graces you mm-hmm. to do certain things in ministry, praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. But when you feel the grace is lifted and it becomes a physical, emotional, and mental strain, then you just may need to pause. You know, like you said, Big Lonnie, when he was sensitive, he said, "I, I... I That grace may lift. And it's like, let me just get myself together. So, again, we have to be in tune back to what you said, being in tune. Right.
0: We got to be. We got to be. We have to, you know, we have to steward ourselves, um, because in those moments where we feel like the grace has lifted, if we continue Mm -hmm. to stay in it, Mm -hmm. um, we begin to spew.
1: On others. Ooh, that's good. That's and good. That's good.
0: It, it's, it's, it, it's, it does more hurt and harm than good when we don't sit ourselves down. That's when good. we know for a fact that the grace has lifted. Um, Yet we decide to stay because this is what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Brian actually has a question. So, Brian, we're going to come back to your question. Your question is going to be the first one um, that we tackle. Um, And and we're we're actually doing good on time. So I'm going to ask you one more question and then uh, we're going to go to Q&A. What do you believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to wives who wore and to the church in in this hour?
0: So, literally, um, Monday, um, so Monday mornings, I do a wives who wore morning manna call. Mm -hmm. And what I heard the Lord say um, just this week is, I have not forgotten you. Five simple words. I have not forgotten you. Um, and and why I say that I believe that that is what he's saying now is because as wives, um, there is a weight on us to be everything for everyone in our homes and in mm-hmm. our families. I need to be wife. I need to be mama. I need to be whatever, whoever's in your home. Um, and sometimes in that, we forget about ourselves. And as I was preparing, God was like, I have not forgotten you, Denise. Mm-hmm. Tell the wives, I have not forgotten them. I hear them. I hear them praying. I hear them mourning, I hear their concerns. Let, let me Let me say this. On June 28th, in the midst of prayer, The Lord said to me in the next 34 days, it was June 28th, 29th and 30th and the entire month of July. 31 days plus three made the 34. Three plus four is seven. God said in the next 34 days, I'm going to complete and perfect the very things that concern you so that when I moved into eight August, the month of new beginnings, the things that were holding me back, those hindrances that we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. right, would not be there. On uh, August 30th, which was Monday, 30th, 31st, yes, Monday the 30th, which is why God said to me, I have not forgotten you, because it was like, God, there are still some things that I needed you to take care of in those 34 days that you told me you were going to do, but yet I feel like they've not been taken care of. And God said to me, literally, Rufus, just because you don't see them changed in the natural doesn't mean that I've not perfected them in the spirit realm. You have to wait and be patient, daughter, so that I can bring them to fruition so they can manifest in the spirit realm for you And we so it literally was God reminded me that I am yet still sovereign, that I am yet still God and that I am yet still perfecting the very thing that concerns you. And just because we as daughters, we as wives, we as mothers haven't seen it yet, does not neglect the fact that God has not settled it in the heavenlies. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, I need to remind the wives, I need to remind the mothers, I need to remind the daughters um, that God has not forgotten you. Just because it is delayed doesn't mean that he has denied it. Wait and wait patiently on the Lord um, because it's coming.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Rich, 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 rich. Sister, you have said so much in so little time. Um, We're going to take some questions, but before we do so, can you tell the people how to get plugged in? And this is why I'm saying y'all need to get plugged in to wives who wore.
0: How can they get plugged in? for wives there you must be a legal wife right meaning you've not gone through divorce uh you're still legally married whether you're separated you're still legally married you can connect with us on facebook um and the group is called wives who war community it is w i v e s who w h o war w a r community You can also follow us on uh, Instagram at wives who war. You can follow me on Instagram at the wife um, who, right? There it is. The wife who wars. Um, But I've not forgotten about the women. God called me to do something for women. It's called Women Warring United. Mm -hmm. And he that on the inside of me in 2018 and he said to me Denise create an atmosphere that is conducive for me to be God don't set an agenda just set an atmosphere and when I tell you people were like okay what are we going to do today I don't know whatever God says do I just know he said gather the minstrels and gather the intercessors and meet me in this place and just let me do what it is I need to do um, and i we have seen women Um, transformed, Uh, we were getting ready to close down one of the meetings and I had a first lady say to me, I am not leaving here until I am filled with the Holy ghost. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew then that if it, if for nobody else, this was for her. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I just, I've learned that um, if God says to me to do something, he trusts me enough to do it exactly how he gave it to me. Um, And that I'm not going to waver in what it is. He said, And however it happens, it happens. Whatever happens on that day, it happens that way. Um, And that's just who I am in him, at least.
1: Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Thank you. Um, Brian's question was piggybacking on kind of what we talked about earlier. But how do you balance the Lord's work in church and the home?
0: So, Mr. Brian, um, currently I am not even connected to a church. Um, But when I was, right, um, I'm a firm believer that I have to balance my time. For me, it was if my husband says, we're going to do 8 o'clock service, we're going to do 8 o'clock. Then we're not going to do another service. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to go home, right? So it's not me saying, well, no, I need to sing at the 12 o'clock service. No, it was, babe, we're going to do eight and then we're going to go home. Are you good with that? Yep, I'm good with that. Right. So it's learning how to um, pick and choose my battles. (laughs) Um, Was it is it worth it? Um, And then then uh, I was the cook at home. Now he is the cook at home. So it was making sure that meals were prepared, you know, on Saturday or at least preparation on Sunday so that when we came home, it was just throw it in the oven and we were done so that we weren't spending a lot of money eating out all of the time. On occasion, yes, but not every Sunday. Um, That just wouldn't have been conducive for us. So I hope I answered that. And if not, um, come back with a second part to your question, please.
1: No, perfect, 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 perfect. No, I'm, I'm here. You said basically we have to protect our time, right? We have We've to. Got to protect our time and be good stewards over our time, even when serving in ministry. If you, if anybody uh, listening, if you have another question or some more questions, uh, Brian said yes, ma'am. So he, <laughs> I think he got it. He got it. He got it. And it's uh, not
0: just. And so Brian, it's not even just like the wife, right? It has to be both people, it has to be husband and wife. And if husband is ministering, let's just say, right? Husband is ministering, wife may need to fall back and ensure that home is taken mm-hmm. care of and then show up at a later service, right? So it's really gotta figure out what's going to work best for your home um, because not everything for works the same for everyone.
1: Agreed. Agreed. It's almost like we have to have, and sometimes with me and Jamila talk about, we got to have a success plan that works for the individual marriage. Every marriage Mm -hmm. is a little different. So every marriage, um, pastor said, my brother, he said, how do we get this type of teaching in front of those that are single? Great, great question. How can wives who wore Have a pre wives who wore, or how can we? So, you know
0: how to reach my my little brother, since I'm the big sister today, right? Um, Cedric, um, but literally, so what's really been at my heart, and what's funny, Rufus, is your sister and I were talking about this. Mm -hmm. Um, the Bible tells us, right, that many are called and few are chosen. We always tie that to being a preacher, a pastor. Mm But literally, you know, to me, that can also be as a wife. Mm -hmm. Many are called, but few are chosen. We call ourselves wives. I'm wife material.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But what happens when God doesn't choose you to be Mm -hmm. a wife? Mm -hmm. Can you sit in that thing and be okay? Uh, So that's been the latest conversation um so centric it literally is we can make it a zoom you can you know i could come down la's not but a hop skip and a jump um from northern california but it's literally um nina that that piece every woman is not a wife but yet we'll say we are wife material <laughs> again many are chosen few are cho- many are chosen but few are called um Wow. Come on here today. Yeah. So literally it's like, what happens if God doesn't call you to be a wife?
1: Mm.
0: Are you okay at 45 where you've believed for the last 20 years you were going to be a wife, but then at 45, you've discovered that I've not been found. Mm. Um, Can you be okay in the fact that you've not been found and what happens if you're never found? can you continue to be God's wife and work the work that he has given you until mm. he calls you home mm. and remain celibate in that thing?
1: Mm. That's heavy. Now, you didn't open up some other Pandora's doors now. Uh, <laughs> I'm
0: just saying, right? Because <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. it's a real conversation. Not yeah. that we need to have it tonight, but it is yeah. a real conversation.
1: hmm Mhm. Yeah. And 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 I also as you're talking in that vein, you know, I'm just reminded of when the apostle Paul was ministering to the church of Philippi. And he was talking about this whole contentment piece. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I'm thinking about contentment within the context of marriage, as Mm -hmm. being a husband and wife, Mm -hmm. being content in that identity. Mm -hmm. And now what you're also saying is there should also be a level of contentment within the context of of singleness. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Can I can I be content? Can I be whole in either place? You know, because, again, you find people who think the grass is greener in in, in both contexts. You know what I mean? And uh, and and, and it's a trip that Brother Tony here has a question. He said the other question should be, are you lost so you can be found? Hmm, That's a that's a little twist. So
0: I I need a little more clarity in that. Okay, okay, Um, okay. Are you lost so you can be found lost in God
1: Mm, I'm assuming that's, that's
0: what you mean um, because you should be so lost in him in your work, right and in and his word and, and, and working in the ministry and doing whatever it is he's called you to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that when he sends someone, you won't even notice him because of what you've do- what, you're, what you're doing and, and actually because you found contentment in your singleness. Because you got to be a whole woman before you can be a whole wife.
1: Oh, wow. Now that's something you just said. You should say that again.
0: You have to be a whole woman before you can be a whole wife. Whole meaning, again, nothing lacking, nothing broken, and nothing missing. I am whole. There is no, I don't operate in a place of unforgiveness. I don't operate from a place of brokenness. I don't operate um, from a place of, um, I'm just willing to settle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to be whole in who you are and, and, and in who God has called you to be.
1: Ooh. Ooh. That's good. That's good. That is good. That is good. And, and Pazza says, hey, I'm, I'm logging <laughs> off. But I feel like, you know, <laughs> he said she just <laughs> be, be, because because Pazza said, I'm with him on that because I was thinking like, how can because and, and I know that, you know, you talked about the Women United Warring. But again, for, you know, women that are preparing for marriage, I feel like you and your ministry, or dare I say, you and your church, let me just be messy, you have so much to share with them. And, and it's really, to me, your perspective is unique um, in, 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 in that I feel like you're being unapologetically countercultural and honing in on the on the identity of, of a wife. And, you know, that something to be said, please pray about that, because, I, I mean, it, it is, I, I think it's really, really something there, uh, Bishop. Um, so, 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 so we're going to we're going to let Denise uh, get on with her evening. Um, but let me thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Please get connected with Denise on on uh, Facebook on uh, the Facebook group, on Instagram. She has classes, she has coaching, she has prayer. She has a lot of things that I believe some of the wives that are listening can get tapped into. Has a plethora of experience, being a mother, being a wife, being a servant leader, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, having a blended family very, very, very rich, rich soil um, that y'all need to get tapped into. Um, and Denise, thank you, you thank know you. for coming up on here and and being authentic, being real and 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 just adding value, you know to me and to the listeners. Um, so you. so so I, I thank you. Me. Thank you for tuning
0: in to the Rufus Chambers podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast by hitting the subscribe button and connect with us on all social media platforms.